Welcome to 15 with Christine. I'm excited to welcome Doug Black, owner of Hill City Marketing, as our special guest today. So let's get started. On 15 with Christine, we talk about all things business growth. But before we dive in, I want to let you know where you can find the broadcast. I'm going to come to you live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Hit the subscribe button and you won't miss an episode. You know, my goal with 15 with Christine is to help introduce you to people who can take your business to the next level. And I'm excited to have Doug Black, owner of Hill City Marketing, to talk about how he does just that. Uh, Doug, welcome. So glad you're here. Hey, great to be here. You know, Doug, it's a it's a it's a pleasure to have friends on the show because we've known each other for many years. But I was excited when you said yes to coming on 15 with Christine, because I've been watching the content that you share on YouTube and the examples of just great marketing, great storytelling and and how you bring in humor. Uh, you know, I'd love to start just by asking you. What makes a good story from from your perspective as a marketer? Well, I mean, the first thing you have to do is uh, is to get attention. So, I mean, that and that's yeah. what I use humor for. So uh, the most important thing you can do is to is to break through the clutter. So we we are really we're exposed to thousands of messages a day. Uh, yeah. If you think about it, like even right here on my shirt, other side. Uh, there's logos on every piece of clothing we wear. There's emblems yes. on cars. There's billboards. There's ads on TV. There's ads on our phone. Thousands. And so think about like the Super Bowl. Like, yes, uh, there'll be there. There's like 70 ads on the Super Bowl. And the next day, how many can you actually remember? Maybe three. Right. Yes. So it has to be different. It has to have an idea behind it. It has to move people. It has to entertain while it informs and then also provide a way to uh, to get people to act, a call to action of some kind. Now, Doug, you make that sound so easy, <laughs> but, the, but the execution is, is, is not, is it? Can, can we take a step back and can you tell us, um, you know, when did you start Hill City Marketing and what was the process for you to make that jump to, to start your own business? Well, I started Hill City Marketing about eight years ago. Um, yes. I, I've been in the advertising world for a long time, so I still consider myself an ad guy. Uh, yes. I've been in, in different ad agencies for about 20 years. And so I wanted to kind of use my skills for good. And yes. so Hill City is based on a city on a hill. And so let your light shine before men. Uh, yes. So my original goal was to help churches and nonprofits to really get their word out about what they were doing. Um, I quickly learned that not all churches and nonprofits have money. And if they do, they probably have somebody in house for that. So I've kind of had to to broaden my horizons on that. Yes. Um, but the, the early on, one of my first clients I had a conversation with, uh, we're talking about he was telling me that I was the missing piece of their puzzle. So my very first logo was a puzzle piece. 
And uh, I've since changed that to uh, go more on uh, shining the light on your story. Um, yes. But, you know, that, that was kind of what I was going for is to be able to help, um, again, churches and nonprofits that yes. didn't have the budget to uh, hire somebody full time. And so I would come in and kind of be that person. Yes. So where has the business gone since you've looked at that shift to working with with businesses as well? You know, what vision do you see for helping small, to, you know, small to medium sized businesses? Yeah. So I kind of shifted to opening up to, to more to more places. Um, and uh, in order to. So there's a saying in the ad agency world that an agency lives and dies on new business. And so. Yes. If you have all of your eggs in one basket, which I've, I've seen this happen before, yes. uh, I think bad things can happen. <laughs> yes. So it's so important to have a diverse uh, number of clients to be able to help a bunch of different people because you never know with the economy or with mm -hmm. someone's business, you know, you don't know what can happen if that and if that business goes away, it doesn't need to be catastrophic. Right. Uh, so it's just good to, uh, to, to help more people, um, you know, and, and in the end, it's, uh, I, I, I like to talk about refrigerator art. So yes. uh, when you're a kid, you, you make something, you know, you draw a picture or whatever, or you color something and you bring it home and hopefully it gets put on the refrigerator. Right. right. Well, that's a lot like advertising. So when something's really good, it gets put out there and people see it. Yes. And that's when people come back and say, Hey, have you seen that ad for blank? Or have you seen that, that message for blank? Right. Uh, that's really what it's kind of all about for me. <laughs> it may sound shallow, but I want to know that, that it has made a difference. And so if I find out that if, if I've promoted an event and the event is successful or yeah. if I've promoted a, a business and they have a good launch, then, you know, that that's 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 that refrigerator art coming back. It's when you see it on the refrigerator and you think, oh, I'm so proud of that. I love that analogy. So is that like. The Clydesdale ads from the Super Bowl from years ago that you still remember, or that McDonald's ad with the song about the Big Mac. Yes, yes, yes. It has to break through because there, there's so much clutter and so much what I call bad advertising, which right. is just bad. You know, it, what's that? Bad advertising. So it's bad <laughs> advertising, um, <laughs> and that's that's a message that's shown to the wrong person at the wrong place at the wrong time. And okay. so you have to break through that to find, you know, you want to make sure that you're in the right place, but you've got to break through that clutter to get their attention. Now, that doesn't mean just doing something crazy and weird all the time. Right. Um, you've got to pay it off. You've got to communicate and, and provide a reason for them to respond. Right. Now, this is a question that I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking this question. And I bet a lot of people who are listening are thinking. So how does a small to medium sized business owner do that with a budget that is realistic for their organization, as opposed to, you know, a, a Fortune 500 company that spends millions and millions and millions on advertising. Yeah, they hire me. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any tips on what kind of questions should a business owner be asking if they're talking to you? So that they can evaluate what is a good investment versus just throwing money at this marketing problem and thinking they're going to fix it. Well, that's a good question. I mean, when you talk, when I talk to businesses, I do want to know what their budget is because I'm not going to go out and come up with, with something right. that they can't afford. 
Right. Uh, the, the good thing about things today like social media and YouTube is that you can do you you can really reach a lot of people for not a lot of money. And so you can okay. you can produce something with an iPhone or you know anything and put it up on YouTube and then you can share that across social media. And if you do something that's really clever, people will share it for you. And so you don't end up having to pay the media costs that you would for like a traditional ad. Right. Kind of so just being smart about how to use your money and uh, communicating. That makes sense. What do you enjoy most about, about this creative process that you do for your clients? <laughs> I would say it's that getting those reactions is hearing hearing that you made a difference from the client, knowing that that what you did moved the needle, that it got it, it, mm-hmm. it made what they were looking for happen. So can you give us some specific examples of, you know, what do some of your best clients say about working with you? Well, I think they would say that I'm uh, that I'm easy to work with because I listen. And so I, I kind of I follow a very simple communications uh, process. So yes. uh, you, you've heard the whole thing about you've got two ears and one mouth, right? Yes. So I follow this process of listening, thinking, speaking, and then listening again. And so I'll break yes. that down. So I listen first to find out what the situation is and what they're looking for, what their budget yes. is. Then go and think about it, figure out what the best way to approach that is, what to say, when to say it. Then you actually speak, which is the communication. Yes. Right? So you get it out there and then you need to listen again to figure out what the results were and to see, you know, how people reacted. Did it work? Did it not? How can we change it to make it better next time? So listen, think, speak, and then listen again. I love that. Closing that loop of communication. <laughs> That's right. One of those other things that it sounds simple, but the execution is is, is not easy, right? That's right. Doug, get, help us understand what type of industries have you had success working in? Are, are there specific types of companies that you that you specialize in or do you work across industries? What does that look like for you? I work across all industries. Now, I, I have had a lot of luck with nonprofits, so I, I don't want to say that I'm abandoning nonprofits. Uh one of the things I've, I really have had a longstanding relationship with Aldrich Gardens. And so yes. being able to promote their events and to, you know, and with Aldrich Gardens, that's something that they have a distinctive look and feel. Yes. So it's not something where you can use a lot of humor for because that's not really appropriate. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to find that niche you know, and you have to find that look. How can we yes. stand out without being weird or funny or that kind of thing for Aldrich Gardens? So right. you know, it, it, it depends on the client. You kind of have to to tailor it to uh, their needs and what they what they want and what how to move the needle for them. That makes sense. How do you measure moving the needle? <laughs> well, the the good thing these days is uh, things are measurable. So, like you can see clicks, you can see yes. website visits, you can see uh, for so for to stay on Aldrich Gardens and doing events yes. for them, uh, you can see how many people buy tickets. You can see how many people sign up. Uh, you can see how many people have uh, liked the post on social media or have shared the yeah. post on social media. So, I mean, these things are trackable now, whereas in the past with with ads that ran in magazines or in newspapers and that kind of thing, you, right. you really had no idea. I mean, you just kind of, you know, it was kind of spray and pray kind of thing. You, you threw it all out there and hoped that it worked. 
Are there other examples outside of the nonprofit space that, that you'd like to share, even if it's more in, in, in general terms, you know, not necessarily the name of your client, but how you've helped them? <laughs> well, I had one of the most interesting things I had was uh, I had a uh, it was basically a, a haunted house. Uh, yes. They started out and they it was called Phobia Factory. And it was uh, billed as a family friendly haunted house, which uh, they huh. didn't have a lot of jump scares. They didn't have, you know, a lot of like chainsaws and that kind of thing. It right. was more what these odd phobias were. And some of them were scary, you know, yes. uh, but, but uh, I helped them to to get their opening. They they went from, you know, zero to 100 uh, in one fall, summer to fall. And uh, unfortunately, uh, the COVID kind of kind of killed their whole mm -hmm. <laughs> their whole business model because they launched right like I think it was uh, the fall of 2019. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, 2020 came along and they were not able to uh, to open the, the phobia factory again. But uh, it was fun to go out there and to take the pictures and to learn the story about them and to be able to tell that and get that in uh, various news outlets to help them to launch. That was really fun. Cool. When you when you look at growing your business, what type of business owners do, do you like to talk with? How would you describe maybe their mindset, um, their focus on growth? How would you describe that person you ideally just like to talk with? Yeah, I mean, it's important to find a good fit, uh, but yeah. really anybody that needs to get their message out there. So my ideal client is really, I would say, a, a new business that's starting up. Yes. I could help them with their logo. I could help them establish their brand, their colors, their typeface, get all that going. And then also help them move that across social media to really establish their footprint. Uh, that's kind of what I'm looking for. And I've, I've, in order to find that, I've been kind of doing networking. So I've yes. joined a, a B&I group, Business Network International. Yes. Uh, so we, we meet once a week and we've grown uh Every Thursday uh, in Mountain Brook at um, Brookwood Baptist, if anybody wants to come, <laughs> <laughs> we are we are officially launching on the second of March. Uh, it, you know, we 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 started back in uh, this the fall, and we've grown and everything. And we we you have to have a certain number of people to officially launch, yes. and we've made that. And so now, well, congratulations! You know, March second, we'll officially have an open house kind of thing. So, if someone is listening. And they're, they'd like to learn how they really can be set apart in the marketplace, really a, a attract attention. Sounds like, Doug, you work with them on everything from how they craft their, their image and their branding to how they get that message out. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The whole package, you know, and, and there's, there's, there's a lot of things that I can't do, but I've worked in the business long enough to have friends that can. And so yes. I can always hire out what I can't do. That's good to know because, you know, we, we're all in the business of helping people find solutions to their problems, right? That's right. That's right. So if you're interested in learning more about what Doug does with Hill City Marketing, you can go to hillcitymarketing.com. And you also have an open invitation to reach out to Doug Black to vis visit the new B&I group that they have started uh, meeting in Mountain Brook on Thursday mornings. Uh, Doug, right. thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's been a great been a pleasure. Well, we'll be back in two weeks with another fantastic conversation. Appreciate you listening in. Until then.